Welcome to the IonHoops.com podcast with your host, Guy Flotico. As we hit season two, episode 14 of the IonHoops.com podcast, we're now in the midst of yet another college hoops campaign in which the highest rated opponent in Ken Bomb is COVID. Cancellations everywhere, rescheduling, craziness, Mac policy shenanigans. Because it's all here. Because COVID's disrupted our lives and our college basketball fandom, it's, of course, also disrupted this podcast. And I want to talk about what that means. Well, a ton of frustration, obviously, and I get not, not a shock there. Last season, multiple times, I'll end up a guest to preview an upcoming game, had the interview, dropped the episode, and then COVID took the game away. I mean, I can't predict the future in terms of what's going on, what's going to get canceled, what's not going to get canceled. But for the foreseeable future, we're going to be going guestless until things settle down. Now, honestly, my guests are normally what draws in the listeners. I know this from episode uh, tallies in terms of viewership. Uh, so if I see a decline during this time, so be it. What am I going to do? I know I have some folks who love this thing, but there are a lot of other variables that weigh into when I put together a podcast. I should also note for you that doing the video version of this podcast is a ton of work for me. Uh, the results have been good as the number of listeners has increased, uh, thankfully. Um, but uh, again, it's a lot of work, life, my job, everything else has to take some precedence. And doing the video version just takes too much time and planning. So I'm going to continue to press on with video episodes through this season. Uh, but when the calendar hits April, We'll be returning to the audio only format. Uh, some people are not going to like this decision and I might lose listeners as a result. But as a reminder, I don't get any form of payment or reward for doing this podcast. And if I lose some of you because of it, so be it. You know, I keep thinking of the line from Goodfellas. I'm going to alter it for a PG version here. You don't like it, F you, pay me. Uh, hey, look at that. Another mob reference from this podcast. Hey, I, I can't help but I'm Italian. It's not my fault. Hey, yo, forget about it. Anyway, just want to give you guys the state of the pod, as it were, during these COVID times. Uh, and in short, uh, it's going to be a bit chaotic and less attractive until we turn to some normalcy here. And either way, the video apps are not going to be here past the end of this season. And along those same lines, the normal template we follow for this episode is now in the crapper. Uh, the original plan was to have a couple of iotas in the offer roundup, a recap of recent action, and with Monmouth originally scheduled, welcoming our friends from the Monmouth podcast to join us to preview what would have been probably one of the bigger Mac, Mac showdowns in years in terms of regular season games because both teams have been so good this year. But that's all changed. Again, so what we're going to do, uh, we're going to recap our game against Marist yesterday, which of course we didn't mention in our last episode because we weren't supposed to play them. For those of you uh, not paying attention, we saw our games at home against Siena and Fairfield this past weekend get postponed and replaced with a rematch with the Red Foxes in New Rochelle yesterday. And then we're going to spend some time uh, talking about that Marist game. Uh, and then we're going to also now look at the updated and updating as we as we go on max scheduling policy and the current up, upcoming schedule, which, well, is completely unknown right now. Uh, so let's first hit the recap. Hey, remember when we played at Marist a few weeks back and the Red Foxes outplayed us most of the game and the Gales took over late to come away with the victory? Ditto! 
It was deja vu all over again in Rochelle yesterday, as the Red Foxes were making shots and playing with better energy than Iona for the vast majority of the game. Last time, Iona used a 14-0 run to close out Maris and Poughkeepsie. This time, the Gales owned the final four minutes of the game with an 11-2 run that turned a 64-58 deficit into a 69-66 victory. Iona was brutal offensively in the first half, shooting just 37%, but flipped the script to, to the tune of 67% from the floor in the second half. The threes didn't fall at any point, as Iona just made three of 22 from behind the arc. But one of those threes was from Elijah Joyner during Iona's closing run. Tyson Jolly put the team on his back in the second half again, uh, with 15 of his 19 points, including a driving dunk during the late push. Uh, Nelly Jr. Joseph added 11. He had eight boards and five blocks. He also you know, was very effective, uh, especially uh, on the defensive end. The Gales played this one without Barrett Jean-Louis, who was out due to COVID protocols, but we did see the return of Osborne Chima, who provided a quiet eight minutes. All in all, though, this team's personality is clear. They will ride their defense and experience to gut out games down the stretch. Let's hear Rick Pitino. Let's hear from Rick Pitino on the game, and then we'll get into the max scheduling policy and Iona schedule updates of what we know of them anyway. Well, we've had another really tight game with Marist. Two of them now. And uh, in both games, down there, I think we went 14-0 with defense. And down the stretch here, we, we made big offensive plays, big defensive plays. With the game on the line, we did the same thing down there. They played great. Um, we obviously couldn't hit a three-point shot. Most of the three-point shot, with the exception maybe three or four, were really good shots that just didn't go down. But with 5.15 to go, um, and with 3.50 to go, we're down six and four and made great plays. Got loose basketballs, made a three, made a dunk, made free throws, came up with a loose ball. So uh, Nelly blocked some great shots down the stretch. But we were a little rusty um, and didn't, you know, we haven't played, they haven't played, but they, they played, they deserve a lot of credit because they played terrific. Uh, Terrific basketball game. Rick, what does it say about this team that it thrives when the pressure is on to make big, bigger plays and execute better and more efficiently? What does it say about this team? I think that's what a good schedule does for you. I think when you you play a bunch of bye games, uh, both ways. You go on the road, say to somebody at Kansas on the road and they blow you out by 30, you get nothing out of it and, and it hurts your confidence. And then when you buy a team and you beat them by 25, 30, it does nothing for you. Embrace it and you think you're much better than you are. But when you're playing Liberty and Belmont, Kansas and, and um, uh, Alabama and Harvard in overtime, when you're playing those games and every game's a war, you know what to expect. So we've been battle tested because of the schedule and we, we want to keep on playing a schedule like this where um, we know who we are. So you guys can read the details here for yourselves, and of course they're on the Mac site as well. But I think this policy in summation makes a ton of sense. If you've got eight guys and a coach, you're playing. And if you try to pull out because a couple key guys are out, no dice. Hey, another mob reference. Um, games can be rescheduled, but you can't move existing games to do so. And there's a limit for how much rescheduling can actually be done for the health and safety of the players. 
And if you can't get a game made up, it's a no contest, not a forfeit, as long as you've complied with the policy on the whole. I mean, really, it's the best we can really hope for and do at this point. Now, are we in for a barrage of postponements in the coming weeks? It depends on who you talk to. My honest opinion, and I do have some scientific knowledge, as you guys know, uh, I don't think this is a long haul that we're going to have to deal with this. Next weekend's already blowing up. We know that. We're going to get to all that in a moment. But I think once this wave passes, the full-scale messes we're encountering now should be calmer. A key variable in all this is how each college is determining COVID impact. How often are we testing? Are we testing everyone regularly or only when symptoms are present? Um, also, MAC officials are due to meet again this coming Wednesday. Will the league adopt the five-day policy the CDC has recommended as other conferences either have done or are starting to do? Or we all just have to continue to follow local practices, which is how it's being done now. Um, and regarding the virus itself, can this variant impact you multiple times? Or, or are these kids who, who are hit by it now good to go the rest of the way? I mean, who knows? So many questions that haven't been answered yet. But at least this policy should help, unless all sorts of COVID hell breaks loose with other variants and whatnot in the coming weeks. So where does Iona stand with its schedule now? Well, Iona was supposed to play at St. Peter's on Friday and Mammoth on Sunday. And just today we've learned it's all gone. <laughs> As of this airing, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be one of those kinds of stretches again where we're going to see some shuffling of Mac games, hopefully. Uh, you know, there's been talk of uh, the game. So keep in mind, there's only a handful of teams that are actually available to play right now. So you could see a replacement uh, game form with one of them, um, especially, of course, again, with one of the teams that was not on pause this past weekend. Also, a non-conference game is still a possibility, and it could be an interesting one. Here's Patino on the potential schedule updates, both MAC and non-conference. Maybe non-conference? We're trying right now non-conference. We have something that I think is very exciting if we can put it together. Um, but we're trying. We, we, we want to play it. And it's, it's a top 25 team, so we're, we're trying. We, we called Kentucky right away. We called Duke right away. We called um, UCLA, and they went to um, uh, pause. So we've, we've called everybody to come play right away. We called Cincinnati Xavier. Anybody who's lost a game, we call them. We'll have to look at Quinnipiac and Niagara. Um, I don't know when Manhattan and those teams are going to come. Well, I think Manhattan will be fine by the January 14th date. Well, here we are again, folks. Mask up, please. Get vaxxed, get boosted, do something. And hope we don't see any more disruptions, I guess. I don't know. I'm optimistic that eventually this will all be done. I hope you are too. I wish you all a happy and healthy new year and go Gales. Thank you for listening to this edition of the IonaHoops.com podcast. This podcast is a production of IonaHoops.com and its publisher, Guy Filatico. The opinions shared during this podcast are those of Guy Filatico, IonaHoops.com, and any featured guests. This podcast is not affiliated with Iona College Athletics or the college itself. Thank you for supporting IonaHoops.com.